Welcome back to Typically Unique. I'm Kim Aponte, and I'm here with my husband, Carlos. Hello. And um, last episode, we tried to throw a little bit of real out there, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so this episode, we're going to talk about round two of Aiden's AML treatment. Um, second verse, kind of same as the first. Um, we did learn some things uh, in round one. Uh, some new things kind of popped up, but it was somewhat uneventful, uh, in round two. So, um, we can go through some of that. And I know you brought some journal entries with you. What you got today? Yes. I wanted to, um, share round two through our journal entries mostly, and then we'll, we'll talk about them. But so, um, on October 3rd, we had already been in the hospital for a few days and I wrote, this is the first chance I have gotten to update since the Wi-Fi is down at Rainbow at the moment. Aiden went to the hospital on Friday and had his bone marrow test and spinal chemo administered. They check his spinal fluid also to make sure there isn't any cancer there. And they said his fluid was crystal clear. Good news. It has been clear this whole time and we expect it to stay that way. Friday night, they gave him his first IV of chemo that runs six hours, and then another that runs four hours. Saturday, he got his IVIG medicine for his immune deficiency. His counts for that have been fantastic. So far, Aiden has been a little nauseous and vomited a few few times, but they're trying to control it with meds. We are making some adjustments to help with that. He also has been getting hiccups, (laughs) which he didn't get the first round. Aiden did not experience the excruciating pain he had after the first spinal treatment. We took it really easy this time, stayed in bed, and ate very little, and that seemed to do the trick. Yeah, so if you remember (laughs) when he first got admitted, uh, I think on the first night he spent that whole first night of 20-some hours um, just saying, kill me, you know, I want to die, because he was in so much pain, and couldn't find relief and I think we found out that it was after his surgery he ended up mm-hmm. eating too much so Kim was on that yeah, right we made sure <laughs> we're gonna do everything you know slowly and then it worked so yeah. and it was just such a relief getting some positive news this time like with the spinal fluid being clear that's a huge one because if that's not clear then they worry about the brain so right but good job in um kind (laughs) of lessons learned on the first time and keeping them safe the second time around you learn as you go (laughs) with some things um so the next one is a few days later and it says aiden is really having a ton of energy the past couple days he's been out of the room either playing the wii in the temporary game room or hanging out at the nurse's station his stomach isn't feeling that great so he's not eating or drinking too much right now but I expect him to start feeling a little better by next weekend. His counts still um, will still be low, but I hope the nauseousness goes away. Today I found out in a random way that we were going to have to move rooms, today. And then later I found out by someone just saying something in passing that we would have a roommate. I just don't know why everything is last minute and the communication stinks. They just use my patience up with stupid stuff like that. And then when something big happens, they wonder why I fly off the handle. (laughs) 
Aiden and I played um, a board game of deal or no deal. That was fun, and Aiden beat me. It was really good to just hang out and laugh with Aiden. We were imitating calling the banker for the deals. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me let me talk a little bit about that moving rooms and the temporary game room because mm. um, <clears throat> I know it was a big source of frustration for you to have to move rooms all the time. I don't know how I, you know, missed that most of the time, but um, you know, was happy not to have to do that. But um, I don't know. I want to say this in the nicest way possible, but you know, we were on the second floor at Rainbows. Now I've heard through the grapevine, I don't know for a fact, but it has since moved from the second floor. What is it? Oncology or what is uh, it? So yeah, the oncology floor was on the second floor. Second and, floor. Yeah, they moved it up. They moved it up to, I believe the seventh floor. Yeah. Or you know? However <clears throat> high it goes, if there's eight floors, I think they put it up <laughs> on the eighth floor, which and, was smart. And I think, you know, it was because of all the complaints that they got, you know, I know from us and other parents, that were on the second floor. And again, I don't know this to be fact. It was just some rumors that we had heard, but I think they had some patience with um, maybe some well, mental <laughs> illness or, you know, maybe just, you know, again, kids with, you know, um, you know, maybe, men I, I guess mental illness is okay to say, you know, that, you know, maybe they just had some issues or something um, that, were on the second floor, and for them, it seemed the way that they would act out is to flood their room. It was the only way that... They would clog things. They would clog like either the sink or the toilets or bathtub that would then overflow. So it would go down in our room, you know, so then that was a hazard because, you know, we're on a floor with a HEPA filter, you know, and, and they're... And trust me, with all love, because we're going to... We deal with mental <laughs> illness. We're not... This isn't a diss on anything. It's just the facts and the way it was. There were behavior issues above us. Behavior issues, and that's better to say. it, you know affected the floor below so it is what it is those are the facts and you know yeah so not, so with all love we're saying yeah so the happened. issue yeah so the issue is you know you have a floor below this floor where they you know they know it wasn't the first time this kept happening over and over some of the rooms times we had to change rooms was because our room got water would be flooded right and we're gonna have journal posts on those as they come up but some of the issues were mold there was mold that started growing in some of the rooms that and it would just shut things down and confine everybody to certain areas and we're on a floor that is hepa filtered you have to ring into the floor and <laughs> scrub your hands and we're taking all these precautions but then these issues are happening. Right. So it just didn't seem very sanitary for toilet water, sewer water to be coming through the ceiling when you're trying to keep a sterile environment, environment for kids that have no immune systems. They have no protection. So it, that happened a lot. And uh, we're going to have many stories about that along the way. So that's why we wanted to share all that. Yep. So, sorry if no. I stepped on your no, no, no. words, but yeah. Um, and then the, what else did I mention in here? Um, the last minute, you know, like how many times that happened having to, to switch the rooms, you know, that was 
just burned me. But I liked this um, post because I'm high strung during this whole time. <laughs> and I finally like, this was one post where I'm like, I feel like I finally lightened up and I was playing a fun game with Aiden and we connected a little bit and, you know, we're joking around and imitating calling the dealer and things like that. So. And, and one last thing uh, about that post, <clears throat> you mentioned the temporary game room. Um, mm, yes. You know, so it's tough for us to realize today, you know, maybe some things that we look back on, but Aiden really enjoyed going to the game room, right? Um, that was his escape, you know, a place where he could go, you know, we certainly could hook up the TV in our room, which was a smaller TV. So he wanted to play on the big screen in the game room, his games. But, you know, in retrospect, he wanted to get away from us. You know, he didn't like it that we were, you know, in the room with him, you know, what are you doing? How do you feel? What's going on? You know, why did you dry heave there? Are you feeling sick? Do I need to call? You know, he didn't want any of that Absolutely. stuff, right? Yeah. So having the game room down was like, oh my gosh, you know, it was, it was horrible for him. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, you no know, escape. Yeah, no, no, no escape for him. So. Um, yeah, that was kind of, <laughs> I think it was twofold, you know, get away from us. He wanted his own space and get his mind away. And, and probably if he wasn't in the room, the nurses probably left him alone more, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like to be honest. I mean, they would hunt him down if there was medicine to be given, but right. okay. So, um, this is October 18th. Um, so I started on October 5th, so it has been six days since my last update. Sorry about that. Aiden has been back in the hospital for 18 days and his counts have bottomed out. He started running a fever in the middle of the night Saturday and they don't know why. His blood cultures are not showing infection, so that is good, but he's coughing, so they're keeping an eye on that. They think the fever is just his body reacting to the chemo. We need extra prayers for this fever to go away and for Aiden's counts to start coming up. Saturday night, Carlos and I attended the benefit raffle, an auction for Aiden and our family. We were not sure about going to a benefit when it is for you. It is very humbling to have so many people be so supportive and giving to your family. We decided to go because we wanted to see everyone and thank them for their support. The love that we felt was amazing. I kept saying, we had everyone we love in one room. I'm going to cry. <laughs> Our family, friends, coworkers, church friends, racing buddies, neighbors, and people we had not met before. Oh. <laughs> we deeply thank everyone for what you have done for our family. Mm. I have to stop there. Well, let me let me talk about the benefit a little bit, so get, give you a chance to, <laughs> <laughs> to regroup. I know what that's like. Um, so the benefit was done by a couple friends of Kim's, and um, one person in particular, I think... The My sister, best friend's sister. The sister of your best friend really, I mean, just kind of took the bull by the horns and... Um, you know, really kind of launched this thing going to local businesses looking for donations of, you know, prizes or gifts or gift certificates and, you know, reached out to, you know, a bunch of people in the community to give whatever they, you know, potentially could. And, um, you know, that was 
amazing on her behalf. And, you know, that's probably one of those situations where, you know, I wish we could really try to pay that forward. Um, you know, and we tried later on to pay it forward. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I think uh, on Mother's Day a few years ago, we did uh, something similar where Aiden, myself, Kim, Carly, um, we passed out a bunch of, we went around the community and bought some gift cards and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And we did a special little, <coughs> you know, pay it forward, give back. Yeah, yeah right around so. Mother's Day and stuff. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, even though we didn't give this person, you know, something specific, but, you know, I think it was in her honor. We also did, um, mm -hmm. she was nominated for, you know, a person, a hero. yeah, hero person of the year in, in our county. Um, you know, and got to go to a banquet where she was recognized and, um, you know, hopefully appreciated in that way. But, um, you know, and Kim's right, you know, you, you go to this benefit, they're raising money for us, you know, and, you know, gosh, I wish we didn't need that money, you know, but, um, you know, we, we were struggling, we were struggling, you know, we didn't know all the, you know, stuff that we could get, um, you know, and we were really paying for a lot of out-of-pocket, especially going back and forth. And, um, you know, we were eating out a lot because you didn't know yeah. who was cooking a dinner, you know, and it was just, um, it was really a tough time. And maybe we'll get into the, you know, the finances and the health care of it all afterwards. But uh, I didn't realize you... <clears throat> how much we went back and forth. Um, and that's like a 50-mile drive every time at the beginning Um you know, you don't. Rem I didn't remember things like that. But when I'm looking back at these journals, I'm like, oh my goodness! Like, yeah. we, we drove back and forth a lot. Do you want to try to finish that now? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so the next part is about Aiden um, got his door decorated for Halloween. We showed that the pictures in the last episode. Um, uh, he covered his door in black plastic garbage bags, and we put a mask head on the door with plaster hands, and they were Aiden sticking out. The door is covered in construction paper leaves. It looks really cool, and it was all Aiden's idea. Um, if you are a Facebook friend of mine, you have seen my I hate this post. Like, sometimes I would just write that and just send it out into the universe. That has just become my release into the universe when my emotions just rise up too much. I try to hold it together, but I have a lot of anger about this whole situation. I'm very angry that Aiden has to go through this first and most of all. Uh, I'm angry that Aiden has to go through this first. That's my first reason for anger. And most of all, um, that our family is apart and that I have to choose which days to go to the hospital because I'm trying to keep our health insurance through my job. Everyone deals with these kinds of situations differently, and I guess that is mine. Today I had my meltdown, so I know, I know I'll be okay for a while because, you know, I, I got to let it out, and then it'll just slowly build up again. Um, until the next one, <laughs> Kim. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, we, we can touch on a little bit more more of the, the health care issue. Um, there was, you know, a big thing kind of at the time about Obamacare, right? This was kind of through the mm -hmm. Obamacare years. And, you know, there was a lot of debate, you know, about, you know, what's that good for, yada, yada, yada. Actually, somebody we were in the hospital with um, actually spoke at one of Obama's rallies. Mm -hmm. We went to the, um, ra went, went to the rally and spoke at the rally about, um, you know, how they were helped through Obamacare. And... Um, 
you know, for us, I think, you know, we had insurance, so we didn't necessarily need the Obamacare. But what we, I think what we did benefit from, or maybe not us personally, but one of the big things was no pre-existing conditions, you know? So if Aiden were to get on his own insurance later on, (coughs) this wouldn't be one of those things that would prohibit him from getting insurance in the future. So that was big. Um, well, he had two. He had a, a lifelong uh, immune deficiency with the XLA. So that would have pre-existing condition right off the bat. You know, your employer is going to be like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, with that. And then, yeah, cancer, too. And, you know, this post was I just I had so much animosity. I was just so mad at that whole situation that. You know, I couldn't just go be with my child. I just wanted to be with my child. I didn't want to have to do all these other things. And, you know, I carried the insurance, so we had to do that. So that is definitely, you know, a topic that we want to address and I think, in depth. Yeah, and I think going forward, you know, it's probably about universal health care, right? It's not about Obamacare, but it's about right. universe, universal, universal health care because we had to make a choice. Kim had to make a choice. Do we keep our insurance um, with her still working, you know, because she had to physically work? If we would have took any type of leave, there would have been an expiry date. Right. So we would you know, she had to keep working. She had to be in good standing at work. Um, so we we that wasn't a choice for us unless we completely flipped our insurance to my company, not knowing what you know they were doing and how, how that could you know benefit us. So there yeah. was there was a lot of things that we didn't want to get into because we were trying to provide comfort for our son going through this right we didn't want to have to deal with those things and well that's just oh go go ahead no i was just going to say that you know kind of to wrap that up is that it's the healthcare system that maybe didn't allow us to provide everything to our son that we could have and maybe some things were missed and maybe some things were done because um a lot more is going to happen as we go along and and you know we both couldn't be there you know, yeah, and it, you know, we're giving our perspective and our feelings about it. We witnessed other families <laughs> making all different kinds of choices. There were people who I saw mothers quit their jobs, they just quit to be at the hospital with their child. That's a choice they had to make lose income to be here with my child. Um, there were other parents who weren't there they couldn't be there maybe an hour a night you know if they came because they were working they were the sole providers so yeah there's um those are some perspectives that are definitely um needed to be heard i think yeah no absolutely (laughs) absolutely okay so um So this is October 19th, and I took a post from um, Carlos's Facebook page. So (laughs) sometimes he wouldn't just write in the Caring Bridge. Um, He would put it on Facebook, and then um, I would capture it and add it to our Caring Bridge journal. So um, this pretty much sums up Aiden's day today. And he wrote, vicious cycle. Aiden has a fever, has to take Tylenol. He vomits up the Tylenol. Gets a nosebleed, 
needs platelets because of the nosebleeds. Can't have the platelets until the fever goes down. So then he takes Tylenol for the fever. Then he vomits up the Tylenol. Aiden has a fever. <laughs> Can't get platelets. Has another nosebleed. Now he needs more blood. Can't get the blood until the fever goes down. So he takes more Tylenol, vomits, Tylenol. Aiden has a fever. <laughs> so it's, like that is the sometimes ridiculousness that we would deal with. Aiden walked out of the bathroom, said, I am dizzy, and passed out in my arms. I yelled for the nurse. Thank God someone was in the, they called it the C-pod, that was that back area. Thank God someone was in the C-pod today. Aiden is a big kid, and I was freaking. I thought I pulled out his port. After that scare, they took his vitals and his temp is finally below 100. They are running around trying to get his platelets, blood, and Amacar medication hooked up before his temp goes back up. Aiden is finally sleeping. The ladies at the nurse's station ordered me some food. I just realized I didn't eat all day. Eating, then sleeping. Like Kim always says, sleep when the baby sleeps. <laughs> well, the baby is sleeping. <laughs> I forgot you said I forgot that you used to say that. Yeah. <laughs> and then I wrote, Carlos did a wonderful job taking care of Aiden today. He is a great dad, and I wouldn't trust anyone else to be up there. Aiden made it through this difficult day because Carlos keeps him calm and he is really focused. I love you both, and Carly and I miss our boys. <laughs> Kim. Mm. <laughs> that um, you know the the port was such uh, an issue for Aiden that, oh my gosh, if I would have ripped that port out. Oh, oh it so sensitive. Yeah. yeah, that would have been the worst thing ever. And, um, you know, it's the care that we tried to provide through this whole thing was just, um, you know, you didn't know. You know, I didn't wake up in the morning and say, you know, well, hey, I'm going to do this and do this yeah, and do this. you didn't know what was going to happen that just, day. Just, every day was... You know, a little bit different, something new. Um, we had to be on high alert, you know, and, mm -hmm. you know, eating, sleeping, doing my work work, um, you know, Symptoms. you know, paying bills, you know, just menial everyday tasks were so far down the priority list. Um, you know, gosh, I, I couldn't even tell you how many times we missed taking the garbage out or just, you know, things at home, just regular everyday things. Just because when I would come home, I would just collapse. Yeah. And you know, those things aren't on your mind. No, not at all. You know, his platelet levels are on your mind. His, you know, symptoms and nauseousness and pain. Our goals were to keep him entertained and pain free. You yes. know, and make sure that the right things were going on. That was like my three, but our three priorities. Yeah, yeah. But the, it was a vicious cycle, though. I, <laughs> we don't have to get into that. But that's but, the, I mean, <laughs> just, that's how things worked up there. We were lucky if we found a five to ten minute window <laughs> to just administer the things that he needed to get to hopefully the next day he would feel good to go do something. But it was just constantly trying to catch him at the right time mm -hmm. but no go ahead you got more so yeah a few more 
Um, so this one's super short, but I just wanted to capture it because, you know, we were talking about, you know, Aiden's characteristics and um, personality, things like that. But um, so this is a few days later, and I wrote that, well, Aiden has about two times a day where he is awake for almost an hour. <laughs> um, we'll call it 45 minutes. Tonight, he laughed and joked with the doctor and nurses, and we read the Carrying Bridge posts and some Facebook posts, and we are waiting for the CAT scan people to come get him. So, you know, this round, um, you know, he had these side effects, and we're still dealing with the bloody noses and the low platelets and everything, but, um, you know, Aiden did pretty good with just trying to deal with everything, and he was still in pretty good spirits and you know we were doing it starting to do some fun activities together when I was up there with him and he and I were getting along um, and he's but it was, getting along with the doctors and nurses but it was second verse same as the first right so he knew kind of what to expect right he doesn't like the unexpected neither does she right so brought the tension level down, you know, and yes. so a lot of things that we're experiencing, even though they were frustrating, nosebleeds, high temperature, room arrest, all this stuff, it wasn't new. We had been through it already. So, um, so yeah, so it was, again, this round kind of mirrored the first round a little bit and not a lot of um, craziness in this mm -hmm. round. We, we kind of made it through. So... I'm going to have to search for the second page of this one because I just mixed up all my papers, but I'm going to go for it. So, <laughs> this is my um, last journal entry that I'm going to share for this round, but um, just kind of paints the pictures of picture of um, how Aiden spent a little bit of his time up there, and it's a cute story. But So I wrote, Aiden has not been feeling great, but he is way better than he was last week. His temperature is normal, and his energy level seems pretty good. Good enough to walk down to the game area several times a day and play Wii and foosball. He's not eating or drinking much, but what he does eat is staying down. I think the nauseousness is getting to him. It's very frustrating, but he's being a trooper. Last night, I was hanging out down in the game area with Aiden. And then this boy, who is 14, and another boy who's 8 or 9, I think... Um, and there are a few parents and an occasional nurse, so we're all like hanging, you know, down in this area. The boys were making us laugh so hard. We were like, I remember this night. It was so. It's probably not going to be as funny as when I tell it, but I was crying laughing. I haven't laughed like that in a long time. The topic of conversation was catheters, <laughs> and the older boys. Okay, so like fourteen-year-old boys were asking the younger boy. So the eight or nine-year-old had gotten a catheter. And they were asking him questions about it because he had brought it up. And they're like, what? <laughs> they did what? to <laughs> And they were just drilling him with these questions. And they just had this, like, their eyes were, like, bugged out. Like, tell me what. And they were like, no, no way. Like, they didn't believe it. And they were just so serious when they were when they were asking him the questions, but I, me and the other parents were just like laughing so hard because they were just freaked out at the whole possibility <laughs> that that could happen. Like they knew nothing about it, and then they found out about it. So I don't know. That was pretty funny. <laughs> oh my goodness! So then the conversation turned serious. I might need your help having me to find. Um, 
this conversation turned serious when um, one of the boys asked the other boys um, what they were thinking or feeling when they found out they had cancer. Um, he was very open and honest. Mm -mm -mm. About his initial reaction. I am glad that Aiden got to hear someone else's thoughts. I don't know if he knows how to express what he is really thinking. Then the boys lighten the mood a little by describing how their parents reacted. It is good to see them have fun and comfort each other at the same time. So that was kind of funny too. So, you know, Aiden was 12 mm. at the time. So the, one or two of the boys, they were, you know, a little bit, a couple years older than him and a couple years younger. So... That that was really a special moment to witness to to see that how, you know, they're talking about something medical and then, you know, asking each other how they felt about it. So and then kind of lightened it up with their parents because they were mocking and mimicking their parents. So that was pretty funny to witness. Um, you know, and just to maybe highlight something on that is, Aiden typically wouldn't have those conversations. So mm -hmm. I think the stars had to be pretty well aligned, you know, that maybe he wasn't feeling nauseous. Maybe they were about to, you know, do something fun, like play a video game or maybe have a tournament, you know, so he would be a little bit more receptive to outside stimulation um, in those instances, you know, so if he was feeling well and things kind of aligned, then, you know, he could have some of those conversations. And again, remember, Aiden is very intelligent. I mean, he has the vocabulary, oh, yes. you know, and he could have those very insightful conversations. Um, he just chooses not to or chose not to, you know, mm -hmm. and when he did, I think he added a lot to the conversation. And yes. that that's what was so amazing about not to switch topics. Maybe you have a little bit more to talk about, but that what was so amazing about the nurse's station late at night is that that's when he felt comfortable enough mm -hmm. to open up a little bit and maybe have some of those conversations that he wouldn't typically otherwise do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this was kind of like one of those moments. They were just, you know, hanging out. Um, <clears throat> so this is a little bit of kind of how I would try to stay on top of things and advocate a little bit with Aiden, and I'll um, end this with mm -hmm. this part. Um, I received a little comfort myself tonight when two of the doctors on Aiden's primary team sat down with me to answer some questions, and then I put 10 to be exact. <laughs> answer some questions, right? Not answer, ask. Yeah. Answer. Oh, is that what I said? No, answer no, no. No, questions. no. I just wanted the audience to know yeah. that Kim is asking, I'm asking 10 questions. And yeah. they're going to answer, <laughs> yep. yes, that have been floating around my head and driving me crazy. They spent an hour with me. I am the kind of person that needs to see the whole big picture first and then break down and examine the little pieces. The doctors were just doling out information as we went, and sometimes we were already in it when they gave the information. I cannot function that way. So I really needed to clarify some things and take notes while they talked. Some of my concerns, I know they had already addressed during the first week that Aiden was diagnosed, but I don't really remember a lot of conversations from that week. So, you know, that was important um, for me to go back and do that. Some of the things they cleared up for me were what the medicine dosing would be like for the next three rounds and the side effects to expect, because I, I got to see it coming. That was a big one for me. I know they can't explain every single possibility as far as side effects or complications, 
but they could and did explain the common ones. We also talked about what would happen after he finishes the five rounds of chemo and long-term testing that he would need. We also discussed fixing Aiden's nose so we can prevent those nosebleeds. They seem to want to do that too. It's funny to me how much my teacher training has helped me with communicating with the doctors and understanding the procedures they use. The doctors talked about doing all of Aiden's tests and procedures before he goes home this next time. And I'm thinking, I don't want him to be homesick and in pain while he's home. So I asked, just like I would at school, <laughs> what is best for Aiden? Um, what is best for the patient? What is best for the, like, what is best for the student? What's best for the patient? That is how decisions should be made. The doctors explained what they were thinking, but they agreed that it wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't hurt Aiden to do everything when he came back for round three. It would have helped the doctors to do it before he left, um, or it would have helped the doctors. So it was best in their best interest to do it before he went home, but they decided to do what is best for Aiden. Um, and you know, that's how I advocated. That's how I would advocate for him. You know, what would be best for him? And that is, you know, for years, right. You know, we've been in this for mm -hmm. 26 some years, right. You know, and even as a first year, second year teacher, you know, your mantra was, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, what's best for kids. So if I'm conflicted about something, you know, Hey, should I, you know, do this lesson or read this book? Is it going to put me out? Or, you know, is it going to, you know, maybe interfere with another class or am I going to run over? What's best for the student was always your tiebreaker, Yeah. you know, and you lived by that motto for I still, try. still, still live by that <laughs> motto, you know, and, and I've, you know, we always share business and, you mm -hmm. know, education and, you know, there's a lot of similarities, you know, and I even took some of that, you know, what's best for the client. Right. Right. What's best for the customer? I know what makes my job easier. Right. But how would that client look at us in a more favorable, favorable light and want to come back to us because I made the decision, well, what's best for the client? Yeah. It right? prevents you for taking, from taking the easy way out sometimes too. Oh, yes. You know? Oh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> so. so the good news is, is that round two was uneventful. Mm -hmm. um, Aiden went home for Halloween, which was probably one of his top two or three favorite holidays mm -hmm. you know i think he really enjoyed you know the dressing up and all that stuff and i think you know prior to him getting sick he really enjoyed um you know thanks uh, i mean um halloween. halloween and christmas but you know those were the two maybe his birthday but uh, you know because we always had bit we had a, we have traditions we try to keep things you know and had kids come over yeah. and you know and we lived in a little you know area where a bunch of kids could come over and just do the whole neighborhood and it would take the whole two hours. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so he got to go home for that. He participated in that round two seemed uneventful. And then, so we were like, Hey, round three is going to be exactly the same, right? We've, we've made it through round one round two was uneventful. Let's go to round three and that's going to be a doozy. Yeah. It didn't <laughs> turn out the way we thought it would. So with that, yeah, we are going to get right into that on our next episode. So we hope you join us back and we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.